Hello, everybody. Welcome to Arsenal X NGR Radio's Xbox Podcast. As always, we throw up the X. Yes, because we're about to throw down. It's the audio episode. Dreading me on this. Of course, it's the wise Wisconsin, the wise Wisconsinite, Mr. Jesse Douglas. <laughs> How's it going, Ed? I am is doing so good. Yes, boss man apparently wasn't able to make this episode. Uh, he has to get things ready uh, for the workday, and you know he's on baby alert. So anytime it happens, so yes. <laughs> Uh, but it's just gonna be me and Jesse on this episode. Like I said, another audio episode. Hopefully, you guys do enjoy this one. Um, got some great stories to cover and got a good discussion topic that I kind of want to pick Jesse's brain about this one. Um, but before we go get into that, hey Jesse, what's been in your arsenal, dude? Well, I've been playing. I, I won't go into too much detail, but I've been playing some. Uh, some classic games, some NES games, some Sega games. Um, I I played played some Renegade and I played some Master System games, uh, uh, like one of the light gun games. Uh, one of my favorites is always Rescue Mission, and I finally got a different CRT TV that could that could handle uh, the the Sega gun. Because for whatever reason, the the Nintendo gun works fine on most game on most TVs. Mm-hmm. But but the Sega one, I don't know if it's it's just uh, it's finicky in some ways. I don't know, but it just I, not all TVs work. It doesn't work on all TVs. But so I, I got one a TV that it works on now, and I can play that instead of having to play it on a little tiny like uh, that little tiny. Uh, Hello Kitty TV, because <laughs> like, because that's the only the only TV that that game would work on was this little tiny Hello Kitty TV that's my wife's, yeah, that that she had gotten like a long time ago, and uh, and so I'm like, yeah, I can't play on this because it's so small. Like first off, like I don't even care honestly that it's a Hello Kitty TV. I mean, if it works, it works. Exactly. But it's it's just so small that it. it like a a gun game like that just doesn't work well on a little tiny screen. So so yeah, I did that. Um we played some Gears 4 or at least we tried to because it was a lot of just sitting waiting for games to start. Um I I picked up Resident Evil just, uh, you got us uh speaking to Mike more cuz Oh okay. Yeah. It's it's not come okay. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like when you away from the mic, it sounds a little bit off. Oh, okay. Yeah, we, um, I got some, I got Resident Evil 7, I picked that up, and so I'm gonna play that eventually. I, I just, I, it was 15 bucks, so nice. I had to pick it up, so. And then, uh, yeah, we played, uh, Division, which, you know, we've kind of been playing that a little bit every chance we get. I'm just loving that game. I've been playing actually, you know, for the show we do, we're playing it, but I also have been playing on my, uh, original character whenever I get a chance. Same here. So, yeah, that game is just so great. It, it seriously is like one of the best, uh, third person games, I think that I've ever played like that and like Tomb Raider uh, and uh, like Gears of War. Those are all like, like a top top tier, like third person games that you can play. 
Um, yeah, and then I've been playing a little bit of Fortnite on on the Switch just because it's been kind of easy to to you know bring that wherever I you know if I'm making dinner or something, mm-hmm. then I can just uh, throw it on there and and put it wherever and play that a little bit. Um, what else have I been playing? I haven't got a chance to try uh, Mario Tennis yet, but I'm looking forward to playing that. And then while we were recording Pow Block, I was downloading the the new Octopath Traveler uh, yes. demo because I completely forgot about that. Yeah, so I, I forgot I, to download that. I had the demo on my Switch, but then I I didn't start it to like a couple of days ago. Yeah, so yeah. Like, uh, I need to start playing this. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's pretty much it. Oh, we did play some PUBG too the other day uh, when we were recording some stuff for our Royale with cheese. So we got got we got in the new map on that on that. So we were super excited. Corey was doing in the middle of doing something while while it's you know he was starting the recording. Uh-huh. And we were waiting for the match to start, and I, I forget what he was doing. I think he mentions it on the video when you watch it later, uh, when it comes out. But he was doing something, and I'm like, "Oh, we're in the new map!" And he's like, "What?" He's like, <laughs> "He's like, oh, we're in." The- <laughs> uh-huh. So yeah, he he wasn't paying attention, and and then we realized that we we're in the new map, and it was actually pretty fun. I I really enjoyed it. Like it, it would it's. It's a desert map, you know, it's the desert one or whatever. It's, like, the only bummer about it is because it's new to Xbox, it's still, like, play, when you play in that map, it yes. plays it plays like the, the, the game used to play before it got fixed. So, uh, it's almost like when you're playing in that map, it's a completely different build of the game that you're playing mm-hmm. because because that map like it takes forever to load in and and it was like like certain areas that like whatever area you were in would load up, but if you took like let's say we took the vehicle like somewhere else and you moved at a fast pace. You could actually go onto other areas of the map that that weren't loaded in yet, even though we had been playing for like ten minutes already in the game in the match. So like that that was the the only bummer because you know like we're getting used to the game actually playing like a real game now. Yeah. But then but then when that happens in the new map, it was kind of a bummer. But you know it's it's not anything that we're not used to at this point since we played it. You know. We've been playing it since it's, you know, before it got fixed. So, you know, it, we we made do with it. It, you know, it didn't really, you know, ruin our experience, you know, per se. But it was just kind of a bummer just because, you know, it's it's the new map and we're finally getting to play it and it's a little buggy yet. But, you know, once, once it gets fixed, it definitely it's going to be a fun map to play in. I, I really did enjoy it enjoy what what we played in it so so yeah that's basically that's that's it that i've been playing so far awesome well i'm going to start with switch and uh you guys probably will hear the same thing uh on power block but um just run quickly uh breath of the wild um 
uh, Octopath Traveler demo, uh, uh, Captain Toad Treasure Tractor demo, uh, played a little bit of that, uh, for PS4, uh, uh, doing Mad Max for my backlog bash, uh, backlog for, uh, back, my backlog (laughs) bash blowout for optional opinion, uh, starting out with Mad Max. So, uh, my goal, uh, during the time of this recording is to get it done by Saturday. So I got a couple of days to get this game finished. Like I'm gotta really put a lot of time in, um, in which I'll have a lot of time before I go to work and on my off days, I'll have time to work on it and get the game done. Uh, uh, pray, uh, infamous first light and Batman Arkham Knight on PS4. Also, I played Next Machina on PS4. Like, I ended up, ended up beating it again. Um, and just going through, trying to get higher points and get some trophies and stuff. Uh, but for Xbox One, uh, like Jesse mentioned, been playing the division with the guys, but also playing the division by myself. Uh, I beat it R before, um, but I started a new character and, um, this one I'm going to be trying to see if I can find mostly everything because I think there's some stuff that I just left out, but I'm going to be trying to tackle all the side missions and cleaning up areas and get Getting um, getting like the phone calls and just doing all of this other stuff uh, on it. Um, play Dark Siders on it on uh, Xbox One. Um, I, I played the 360 version of it um, for uh, something that's coming up in the near future. Um, I truly enjoyed that game. It just brought me back. Just like man, I remember buying this game on my PS3. And, uh, realizing on how good it was. It was one of my first, like, $20 games when I first got my PS3. Dude, I, I never told you that when I first got my PS3, I went from four games to, like, 16 games within four days. <laughs> I, nice. I got a big, like, Christmas check, <laughs> I should say, from work. And I was just <laughs> like, well, I don't have to really pay bills. So, yay, I have money. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, uh, that's what I've been playing on Xbox. Um, and, um, I'm going to be starting up Far Cry 5 soon. And I do have a backlog bash game for, uh, for Xbox, but I does, won't be starting that until, uh, actually next Sunday. So, um, that'll be like July, I believe July 1st. Um, yeah, July 1st, I'll be starting that game. So I can't really wait to start playing it. So, um, but that's pretty much best that's been in my arsenal. So we're going to get into some arsenal news. And I forgot to mention to you, Jesse, I did add one more story. Um, oh, and, okay. uh, this one is not too much, uh, for it, but you probably, when you hear it, you'd be like, Oh yeah, that's kind of cool that they did that. So, uh, it seems <laughs> out the Fallout 76 beta is coming to Xbox One. Um, it's, um, the FAQ over on the official website was recently updated to include a string of text reading. Please note that the beta for Xbox One will begin first, followed by other platforms. If you're keen to try out the game as early as possible, it looks like you'll need to pre-order the game on Microsoft's platform. There, is, there still isn't a mission of when exactly the beta will be starting, but some people have reportedly already received codes. As a reminder, you don't need to grab any particular version of the game to get beta assets. You could go with the steady edition and save yourself the money and space that the collector's edition would set you back um definitely for me i kind of don't have no interest in this but uh it's good that it's starting on xbox one uh what's your thoughts 
Yeah, I mean, I me, mean, I personally, I think, I think they maybe should have just did the beta, um, like as a as a, a release by itself, and like made it made it like a, a you know an exclusive like where you could only you could download the beta uh, if you're an Xbox you know an Xbox owner or play you know play games on Xbox because like my my problem is is I I know and I know I'm I'm like I'm in the minority with this but like I. I don't. I'm not going to get this in, until I really know exactly what it is, mm-hmm. and I feel like the this is kind. That's kind of a missed opportunity that they could have just, you know, released the the beta to everyone, like open beta, and then you know at the same time they'd be able to test, uh, you know, test their their internet and stuff like that. All that stuff that they usually end up having to do before a game comes out anyways and they could you know tackle that kind of stuff like any kind of internet connections and all that issues early and uh and just let people like get to play and and find out what exactly this game is you know i it's it's kind of a bummer because i'd play it i'd play it and i might buy it if i can try the beta without having to you know to pre-order it you know I mean, it's like, already online. I mean, the, that's most yeah. of the game being online. So why not test the servers with having more people giving a try to play this game? Because, yeah. you know, you don't want, to me personally, you don't want to see a thief's, uh, mistake happening that, you know, you had certain people play it and it's okay. But then when you actually release the game and more people jump on it, you got all of these problems. I, yeah. And I think, you know, for Bethesda, they should, they should try their best to avoid that by just like, you know, but if you want to play the beta, uh, people who pre-order it get a day early. Everybody else would get it that Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Because I mean, if you think about it, um, because Xbox is getting the beta, the beta first, like in a in a way that you know it's already exclusive to only certain people mm-hmm. like you know cuz like i mean you know if it, like a regular game if you're getting the 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 beta for pre you know pre-ordering usually that's across all platforms yes you know and that that you know that that makes it the exclusive where you know it's only to those people but right now, if it's only coming to Xbox first, well, then they should just release it to everyone who wants to download it for Xbox only, you know. Right. So it's still, it's still, you know, uh, con- you know, contained amount of people. But like I said, you know, that I've, that also gives them the opportunity to, to, to check internet connections and, and how much load they have their, their servers set for and things like that that need to be tweaked anyways before the game releases so i i just can't put myself in a a pre-reserving the game just to play a beta you know yeah then later on it like the game gets an actual demo for everybody else and it's the same thing no i I can't do that especially with what they showed at e3 for bethesda nah i'm good (laughs) yeah and, and the the thing is too is like it's it's such a it's such an outdated uh thing you know to kind of like because i 
like honestly, all you need to do is go to GameStop, pre-order it, uh-huh. get the code, and then cancel your pre-order. And then you still can play the demo anyways, the beta anyways, so it doesn't matter. But it's just like, like we're getting to the point now where I just really wish that more demos and more betas and stuff would come out for games to to really help get people hyped you know about stuff yeah and i and i just i just feel like like this kind of game you know there's a lot of people that are gonna buy this game regardless like the those aren't the people like right now those are the only people that they're targeting right basically yeah you want to target the people that aren't sure whether they want to buy your game. So you, you know, and the only way to do that is to make the beta open to everyone instead of the people who already know they're going to buy the game. It's just, it's, it's pointless. It's pointless marketing in my, in my opinion. Like it's, it's not really reaching the people that, that don't know, you know, what, if they want your game or not. So it's kind of pointless. Yeah, so we're gonna move on. Uh, State of Decay Two leaves NPD software in May, uh, and everybody, the Fallout seventy six story came from Destructoid. Um, this story is coming from Game Informer. NPD released its May retail sales analysis, and everything looking good with Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo all having something to cheer about. Overall, hardware, software, accessories, and game card sales grew to $685 million, a 13% increase from a year ago. Software was down slightly, but the other areas made up for it. And year-to-date spending is up to 15%. Growth has occurred across all categories of spending, says MPD video game analysis Matt Pis- uh, Piscatella. State of Decay 2, which has already almost doubled sales of the first title, is a big win for Microsoft, and the NPD notes that the Xbox One, along with the PS4, drove a 26% increase in hardware spending compared to a year ago. Sony, with God of War and Detroit Become Human, is May's top-selling software publisher, although Ubisoft holds that spot for the calendar year. The PS4 was the must best selling console and has carried the year so far. As for Nintendo, not only do its titles pop, uh, pepper the top 20, but the software sales in May 2018 are the highest for the month in seven years. Um, the PS4, Xbox One, and Switch all garnered record sale highs for a May month. And, That's awesome. Uh, um, this is the rank that it went. Uh, State of Decay 2 was number one. God of War. Detroit Become Human, Far Cry 5, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, Grand Theft Auto 5, Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition, Rainbow Six Siege, this is number 8, uh, Mario Kart 8 is number 9, NBA 2K18, MLB 18 The Show, Call of Duty WW2, uh, Super Mario Odyssey, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild was number 14, FIFA 18, Overwatch Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection was number 17, uh, Player Unknown's Battleground was 18, Assassin's Creed or Origins is 19, and Monster Hunter World was number 20. Uh, Nintendo titles do not include digital sales. So, uh, congratulations to Microsoft to State of Decay yeah. 2, a game that had a lot of problems and needed to be patched, and it came out number one. Yeah, I mean, I think I think what you see in there is uh, 
as uh the the game pass you know helped helped get you know get the game in people's hands and once you sat down and actually played the you know the single player mode and you realize what fun it is you know and you start telling friends and stuff and you know and not not everyone has game pass so you know that's gonna eventually it's gonna equate to sales yeah and so, it's only 40 bucks yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's an amazing game for for the price, definitely. Yeah. Like it's it's you know, I mean, it's it's definitely a, a thing where the, some people aren't gonna really care for it because it does kind of go against a lot of the the ways that you would normally want to play that type of game. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of goes against those, and it forces you to to play differently. And I think that's what turns some people off is like, there's just certain things about it where, where it, you like, you never, you're never, you know, have too much stuff. Like it's always making you work for it, which, you know, I kind of like, I I like that you don't ever get to a point where you just like overly have too much stuff and, Uh and it just starts to get boring because you feel like oh i don't have anything to do now because i've already got you know a, a lot of this and i've got a lot of that so you know like they make you keep you know grinding and and uh keep playing the game you know the way that you've been playing it you never really get a break and and i can see where people don't like that mm-hmm. but at the same time it's like, well, you, you'll you'll never get bored, <laughs> right? I definitely need to return back to it and work on, uh, work on that game. Uh, yeah, because I had, I'm having so much fun. I like, I really did enjoy that game. So yeah. I can't dangle division taking my spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I actually plan on playing, getting back to to State of Decay two as well. Yeah, yeah, because I I still loved that first one. Like I spent so much time in that first I need, one. I need to start the first one. I have it, but I haven't installed. <laughs> yeah. I just haven't started playing it. Yeah, and I and you definitely should go back and and play that one and try it and kind of see how it's how it's kind of progressed into uh-huh. what it is in this one now. But like ultimately, like no one's no one's gonna blame you if you stop playing it and you just continue instead putting that time into the new one. Yeah, because the first one had a lot two of two is definitely better. Yeah, yeah. At first, it did, and the definitive edition, like the you know the year year one or whatever you mm-hmm. call it, edition that was released for Xbox One, a lot of the issues were fixed. Like I, I, I know there's still some you know bugs here and there that, but it was so like very little. I've I've had very little issues with it since the the re-release. But but yeah, I mean 2 though is just so much better. Yeah. So. Well, we're going to move on to the next story. This is kind of the bonus story. American Girl Xbox Gamer Dial set now exists. Uh the American Girl's Dial series, which takes dials and put them in various professions, hobbies and backstories, has announced a new accessory set for the dial center around the Xbox One and the various accessories an Xbox Gamer might use. The Xbox Gamer set, which retails for $50, includes an Xbox One S that projects 10 gaming scenes using a built-in projector 
projector, an Xbox One controller that fits in tiny little dial hands, a gaming chair with speakers that can be plugged into an audio device to output the signal, a headset for the dial, and two discs with different projection scenes and game cases for the disc. The American Girl store page goes hard in making sure a potential buyer know all these things are pretend and you're not getting a tiny usable Xbox One S. The projection thing is kind of cool, though. Yeah. I have, uh, before you go, I have had a lot of arguments with this idol. And I posted, I said, I think it's very cool that Microsoft is doing this. Cause, and I argued that if Nintendo would, was doing this, a lot of people would go crazy and end up buying it. But now that Microsoft is doing it, people are confused and it's like, well, what is this trying to market to? Like, who is trying to market to? I was like, this is marketing to little girls. I'm like, I think it's cool that Microsoft is even doing this because a lot of males are complaining about it because it's, it's for girls. I was just like, whether you think it's, it's too expensive or not, if any male buy this, maybe they like the American Girl dolls. Who knows? Maybe yeah. they're trying to buy it for as a collector set. But if it was G.I. Joe, you wouldn't say nothing about it. You would have thought it was real cool. But because it's on a girl doll, you making it something that it doesn't need to be. Well, you know, this is your, your classical case of, of uh, you know, doing something for a certain uh, group of people because because it's a message that needs to be put out there and it's and it's not like it's just not something like you know like like it's it's like a there's a stigma to like you know like people when you think of a gamer like we we tend to think you know guys you know like these either either some overweight guy that lives in his basement or you know like there's some there's some kind of like negative like you know things that we have and 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 a lot of times it's always we think you know like people think of a guy as being a gamer and and that's not the case anymore i mean you see a lot of of girls or a lot of women, I should say, that um, that are like into competitive gaming, you know, like and and like it's just not it's just not for guys anymore, you know. It's it's for both sides, and so the you want to take something like that and you want to put it in, you know, mix it in with a uh, something that's more for girls to let them know that hey it's not weird if you like games when you grow up anymore, you know, like this is something that girls or women can do. Like women can, you know, make a profession making games or playing games or, you know, competing in games like it. It's yeah. It's just guys already, you know, like there's already there, there's never been question of, Oh, guys being gamers. We already know that. You know, so it's like they, you know, we don't need to do that for guys. Well, it's funny that, you know, with some people, there, with some guys that complain about this, I was just like, but y'all outside at 12 o'clock at night as adult gamers playing Pokemon Go on a cell phone. Mm hmm. What does that say about, about you? Just because you're somewhat gaming, isn't, isn't, isn't Pokemon supposed to be for kids? 
even though it's anyone could play it. But I'm yeah. like, here you are, are 26 or 34 years old at 12 o'clock at night in a park trying to collect some Pokemon. No, knock, yeah. no, knock to those players or anything. But if you're gonna yell, up, if you're gonna be upset at Microsoft and American Girl for coming together to make this product, that that same judgment can be applied to you if you're playing uh, Pokemon on your cell phone. Yeah, and you're and you're going crazy because you collected a Pikachu or something, you know. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like it, it's like yeah, you you know, like we grew up, you know, we were younger when Pokemon first came out, and so it makes sense to, for us as adults to still be enjoy Pokemon because we grew up with it, and when we were kids, that that was something we liked and. You know, we tend to like, you know, have nostalgia and things for that we grew up with. We still like, like, I still like watching the Power Rangers. I, I actually was watching Power Rangers with my kids today. <laughs> it was some of the newer ones, but, but I, but I still, I, I grew up watching Power Rangers. I still like it. Now it's still, and it's still technically a kids show and it's for kids, but. You know, so it's like we want to introduce gaming to younger kids, you know, younger girls now yes. because they're going to see that girls growing up like gaming. So it's, you know, it's it's just kind of there. And then when they get older and they decide to play real, you know, like actually play video games if they're not already, to be honest, you know, it's it's just it's just that step in making sure to get rid of, rid of that negative uh you know those those negative things that are kind of linked to gaming you know that yeah. that are slowly disappearing so yeah lose the double standards guys yeah and yeah let's, let's celebrate that gaming and like things like this could come together and happen yeah so it's 2018 yes so <laughs> we're gonna uh <laughs> hashtag feminism <laughs> uh, uh we're gonna move on to the next story uh microsoft gave up on vr for xbox one and this story comes from destructoid uh with high-end virtual reality headsets come to pc and playstation 4 over the past couple of years the common presumption was that xbox was just Sorry about that. Just waiting for the right opportunity to enter the market. Xbox leaders even suggested as much when describing the potential of the Xbox One X back when it was still Project Scorpio. And that partnership between, uh, I'm sorry, and that partnership between Oculus and Microsoft was always a strong indication that the Rift might be a VR platform that could be adopted to run on Xbox. As it turns out, Microsoft has nixed any virtual reality plans for Xbox One. In an interview with GameIndustry.biz, Chief Marketing Officer of Gaming Mike Nichols said, We don't have any plans specific to Xbox consoles. Um... Uh, consoles uh, in virtual reality or mixed reality while adding that our focus is primary on uh, experiences you will play on your TV or PC monitor presumably. There was, this was pro, uh, probably a foreseeable outcome as X Xbox hasn't been publicly enthused about VR for a few years now. If there were something in the works, VR capability would have been one of the selling points of the Xbox One X, either E3 last year or this year. That's unfortunate 
it for the people who were holding out for Xbox as the platform that introduces them to VR. But it seems like a shrewd and savvy move by Xbox. With then VR growing more slowly than expected, it's not the time to dive headfirst into headsets when Xbox has more pressing problems to focus on. So. Yeah, yeah, and they're, it's like they're speaking to me when they say the people that were holding out. <laughs> but yeah, you know, like it, it really does bum me out. But but the the problem is like you know, play uh, PlayStation's doing a you know doing a pretty good job of of offering uh, VR, and I feel like they're you know they're doing okay with it. But but the problem the problem that that they're having is um, like you like I was listening to something where they were kind of talking about VR I forget what it was exactly mm-hmm. but the problem is is like the, if you really want to have a good VR full you know VR experience they they say that they they would like to have the the frames per second at like a hundred twenty yeah. And and there's no way that uh, that consoles right now are going to be able to reach that to have a you know have a good stable like frame rate that isn't going to make you sick because because I think that's what ends up making people get ill and get the motion sickness is because of that that lack of frame rate and so it's so choppy that it causes you to kind of you know get like feel feel ill or or uh, because the you know the movement isn't isn't fluid enough to you know to really handle it and i you know i played uh psvr quite a bit uh because my friend pat has it and and there are some games that i played i enjoyed but there was a couple of games that i tried that really did make me feel sick and i don't normally i'm not normally a person who gets sick from uh motion you know gets motion sickness mm-hmm. but but that, that definitely did it to me and and it's just you're cutting out way too much uh way too many people from being able to buy that stuff if you're going to put that money into it to try to to try to push it on the console now like i said i'm i'm glad that ps4 has it I'm glad that that's kind of something unique to Sony that they can say that they have and they can offer uh, with their console. Like you know, I'm I'm completely 100% think that's awesome. Um, and you know, it really is a bummer that we won't get it with the Xbox One. But that being said, that's the key word they said Xbox One yes. that they didn't really have any any plans for that system. Now, like, does that mean that we may see something in the future when, you know, when they can push a little bit better frame rates? You know, I don't know, but I do know that, like, that was one of the things that, that, uh, Phil Spencer, if you, I don't know, did you, did you listen to the, the E3 interview, uh, with Giant Bomb with, uh, Phil uh-uh. Spencer? You should listen to that. It's really good. But, yeah, he kind of talks about like that, you know, that's what they're shooting for. Is they really want to worry about giving us really good solid frame rates and really good solid graphics. You know, that's what they want to want to focus on. And 
and if they try to do VR, unfortunately, it's just going to set them back right now on, yeah. on that goal of trying to do that. They probably don't so, have yeah. the chips or technology to push that just yet. Yeah, because I mean, right? You no, know, regardless, like PC is where is where that that's going to strive right now. It's there's just no no competing with the with the abilities that the PC has to to what, give you those experiences. Yeah, so. but the thing about it is you have to pay a lot of money for that experience, and then yeah. even when you have that money all paid out, uh. Your your technology could be extinct within two months because they're moving yeah. on to the extinct or not extinct but out of date. So your your stuff kiss probably still one for a couple of years, but then you're gonna have to yeah. spend maybe a whole bunch of nine, like maybe like nine hundred dollars more to upgrade yeah. to get that experience, and you got to keep doing that over and over. Where a console yeah. is like you buy it, and if it works. You know, it might not work as great as the PC or equal to, but it works good enough that, uh, what they said that they could deliver is right there. Yeah. But I, I think the problem is though is, is like VR is, is, it's so early in its stages. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's still in its newborn stage of, of, you know, the developing for it. And really, to be honest, like, you know, like I said, though it's a good thing that PS4 has and it's something that they can say they offer, you're still, you're still just basically like holding it back. Like people, at some point, people are going to want to move forward as the technology gets better and they're not going to want to be making games for an outdated technology. You know, like, so, so I think that's the thing is it's, it's too early in its stages to, to be asking people to, to be locked in that early stages of creating on those things. And then, like, one other thing though, too, like that you mentioned, I think though, like the, the whole idea of like Microsoft kind of stepping in to start doing these new headsets and like working with this new, technology is i think like one of the part of the reasons that they were doing it that is i think they were trying to come up with something that was a little bit more affordable to try to to try to make you know make it a little bit more accessible which i thought was hololens yeah well yeah that was well that was the hololens was going to be more of the ar but then they decided that they wanted to try to mix the two. Well, they they started they stated that Hololens work was kind of like their VR because they did have like a prototype of actual hardware. So yeah. when they mentioned it, that's what I thought it was. And then everybody's just like, "No, it's AR." So it was kind of a mixed message on what Hololens was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, no, like their their whole idea was yeah to use the AR like they. They definitely are, want to focus on the AR because AR makes uh, like like um, Minecraft and stuff work better because because with Minecraft then with the AR you're actually in your room and you're sitting at the table and then you can see your whole build in Minecraft on your table and you can zoom in and zoom out in your build. Yeah, but you're still you still you know aware of your surroundings. Which I still think that was one cool presentation at E3. Yeah. I thought that yeah. was really good. Yeah, that was amazing. And it still is something that's available. It's just unfortunately you can only do it on PC. So Yeah. 
we're so. gonna we're gonna get into our last story. Uh, Ninja Theory celebrates Hellblade's one million sales. Uh, they posted this on Twitter that they have one million sales made, and Hellblade has won numerous numerous awards and acclaim. As for a game, uh, as a game for change and for its mature depiction of mental illness, something really seen in the industry. Ninja Theory made Hellblade as a budget game with AAA production and set the title at a lower price point, hoping to show that there was a space for a different tier of games. The bet definitely paid off for the team and they have even recently been picked up by Microsoft to become an exclusive studio. Hopefully they will continue to make forward thinking creative games while under the Xbox banner while also not having to worry about funding and budgetary issues. The game is available for 40% off as part of the Steam Summer Sale and you can also purchase it on PS4 and Xbox One. Um, and so, congratulations to Ninja Theory. Um, I own the game on Xbox One and PS4. Um, I've been playing it a little bit, for, uh, like, piece here and here on Xbox One. Actually, everybody go check out Pot and Play Season 2. As me and Corey actually play the game, and we discuss about mental illness and Ninja Theory in total. Uh, but, yeah, congratulations to them. A million sales. And, you know, yeah. they're a company that... You know, DMC didn't really uh, like bring them like notoriety. Notoriety, uh, saying that wrong. Um, you know, um, the game that they did uh, in, uh, in not, not in Tango, uh, the one for Nando Bandai Neko. Uh, mm. oh, I can't remember what it's, it's called now. That's it. And yeah. Slay yeah. and yeah. you know Heavenly Sword that they did like those three action style games they decided you know they weren't getting the recognition and people weren't really buying their games even though they're a great developer so they mm-hmm. made this game by themselves funded it all and it paid off one million and mind you their game was at $40 when it came yeah. out so yeah. uh, they they had some sales and other stuff like there and then they reached like 50 I think 50,000 copies for Xbox One and they donated like I think $10,000 of of their sales or something to uh mental health uh yeah. charity to you know or research and stuff. So that's really cool that they got to do that. Yeah, they yeah, it was a certain percentage of how much they sold, wasn't it, or something like that yeah. that they're gonna donate. Yes. I forget what the percentage was, but but yeah, that yeah, I, that's awesome. And and like I, you know, I really hope because you know we we do know that unfortunately there is that there is a big issue with uh with people who who you know exclusively own you know Xboxes not always you know supporting uh like the you know some of the games that come to it you know like as 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 you know much as as uh sony is known for for the support that they get for their game their titles that come to their system yes but i i'm hoping you know that this like this is kind of proving that that we might you know that might change and i hope it does and I'm kind of, you know, this with this all happening, it it makes me really curious to see what's going to happen when that when their next game comes out because they still got that one game that's coming out yet that will be for all systems. And I'm curious to see how well it's going to sell on the on the Xbox. So yeah, we shall see. 
So, well, that's uh, it for our Arsenal news. We're going to get to our Arsenal exchange, uh, and then we're going to let you guys enjoy your week, your weekend, and you know, get us some good gaming and stuff. Uh, so, this is the question for Arsenal exchange, uh, and I, 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 I wrote this because I, I wanted to pick uh, Jesse and Corey Smile, and we'll probably come back to Corey next week uh, to get his thoughts, but. Uh, with Crackdown 3 once again having some development difficulty having a questionable holiday release teaming up with Nintendo for something interesting and feeling very positive from E3's outcome is it time for people to invest in Xbox? If not should Nintendo get that investment while Sony figures out what to do before a Playstation experience? So did you think it's a great time for people to get involved uh, invest in the Xbox, uh, Xbox One, or Windows Ten, or Xbox One X, or a Slim. Uh, as the brand, you know they got some highs, they got some lows. You know we talked about Game Pass and stuff. Did you think it's a good time? Definitely after seeing what's coming in 2019 at E3 for Xbox, is it time to invest in Xbox? I'd I'd have to say that the the numbers are showing right now that it, it's definitely something that that is happening, and you know there are a lot of people that are fi- you know finally starting to invest in the Xbox, and you know, like you know I, we obviously like we've seen and we kind of heard from this E3, you know Xbox, you know Xbox One, they've they've got some new games and stuff that are coming out we don't really know that there's going to be uh you know a whole bunch more for this system yet i mean there you know we still got some time to really see what's going to happen but i think i think the thing is though right now xbox like just undeniably they have so many good things that are pro consumer right now that they've kind of you know had started you know for a while here now but a lot of them are finally starting to pick up like you know like the game pass and mm-hmm. stuff like that like it's it's definitely got some really good games on the game pass to play that if if you haven't played them before or you know or whatever or feel like me and I just you know I've had to kind of for the last year to be careful you know like what I buy and I have to kind of be picky and choosy and now it gives me that option you know to play games that i maybe haven't gotten to play in the past like you know that it's nice for that and like just the like the games that the new games that are coming out are going to all be added to that like day one and and you don't have to spend any money at all and you can still play the new games the, the second that they come out so like like if you're if you're a budget gamer mm-hmm. like right now like they're like that we were talking about on Pow Block and stuff. There, there's no like you can get the one S for like dirt cheap now practically, and and you spend like maybe only like what fifty dollars more, and you can get like a big bundle or and yeah. that comes with the whole bunch of stuff. I mean, it's like it's a good system, and and they're finally getting things kind of figured out and you know kind of getting their bearings back and it's yeah i mean soon we're gonna probably unfortunately you know 
move away from the you know the Xbox One slowly, but there's a lot there's a lot to offer right now, and they still do have new games coming out, and you have games like State of Decay two and and Sea of Thieves that that you know is slowly more and more contents being added to that. And, you know, we've got amazing third-party games that are going to be coming out that are going to play better on the Xbox One X. And, and you know, like, it's 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 beginning to kind of get get the uh, the uh, the credit it deserves, you know. Like, I've, do, I've played on it, you know, you, since it released. But. Do you feel that Xbox, like, if you do invest, it, invest in it now... Uh, put a game pass on onto onto the side. Do you think it's good now if you invest in Xbox to go create a big backlog of games? Because there are a lot of titles that's not on yeah. PS4 that is worth whether you get it used or new that or on you know digitally on sale and do the play anywhere initiative. Uh, do you think it's great for people to go back and pick up some miscontent? You know, all the patches and stuff and updates are already there. And yeah. if you want the best, you could go and get an Xbox One X and it will run the games like at better than PlayStation 4, like at its best. Um, yeah. Because I, I think, uh, for me, uh, definitely, you know, I invested in the Xbox a little bit early, uh, before they announced the Slim and everything because when I looked at the PS4, um, I, I thought it was cool. I didn't get into the hype or of anything. And people who bought the PS4, they were happy to have it, but they weren't buying the games. And when it came to Xbox One, I know that, you know what, if I pick this up, I get to play Rise of the Tomb Raider first. Oh, they showed me Ori the Blind Forest. Like, they, I started being, being able to collect a next-gen library on Xbox. Something mm-hmm. I've never done since, like, I didn't buy a 360, but I invested into the Xbox when it was like $200. And I would never buy any new game for Xbox. I was buying used. All mm-hmm. majority of my games that I have for Xbox, some are used, but most of them are brand new. Uh, same kind of with my Nintendo Switch. I don't buy no, with my Nintendo products, I don't buy nothing used unless it's third party. Anything that's mm-hmm. Nintendo related first party, I brand, I buy brand new. So I think, you know, with Xbox One, if you invest in it, you're going to get great games next year, but they have a huge library of indie and triple A first party games or double A first party. You know, we mentioned State of Decay 2 leading mm-hmm. in May. We just mentioned that Hellblade just hit one million so those are two games that you can actually look forward to for eighty dollars yeah you know? well and and you know and it's like you know my my issue where i have trouble when people kind of get negative about xbox and microsoft and stuff mm-hmm. you know like the thing is is like it doesn't help to judge things from the past like I feel like like Xbox, Microsoft, they've made so many uh, positive changes now. Yes, and like and they're trying to do good, like to the developers and things like that. 
like there there is a story there's something that uh phil spencer spencer had uh um retweeted or something that i seen i didn't really get a chance to read it but it was mm-hmm. something it seemed like it was something to do with with them trying to make it easier for developers and things like that to do stuff for them but that that's a whole other uh thing but like i think the the thing is is that like you know like when we're in the past like 360 a lot of people had 360s and either a lot of the people that that are only play x uh ps4 exclusively and haven't had an xbox one like a lot of those people did have a, a 360 so I feel like at this point, anyone who's you know wanting to invest into Xbox now later is probably one of those people that did have a 360. And the nice thing is, when you you know when you do get that Xbox One, chances are a lot of those games that you owned for 360 might be backwards compatible. So you know that's another kind of thing that's that's kind of welcoming to to some one who wants to invest now is you you know chances are that you might even get some of those games with upraised you know like a better better uh you know like frame rate and yeah frame rate and stuff like that so so like i you know they're 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 really trying to do good on on the people who want to invest in them right now and so I, I think right now is a perfect time to to join in because, like I said, you can you can get an, a one S for for not that much right now, and and it, it you know mind you that has a Blu-ray you know four K Blu-ray player in it, mm-hmm. and you know you like at this point you know like if you go and you just buy a four K Blu-ray player by itself. You know, it's it's still I think pretty expensive, isn't it? Yeah. So, so I mean, just that alone. I mean, if you you know you want to get a 4K, you know, uh, Blu-ray player, but you want it to be able to have more function than just that, and feel like it's worth the money, you know, then you definitely it makes you know getting an Xbox One S worth the the investment as well. You know, there alone. So. Let's tackle the uh, tackle the second question, then we're gonna uh, head on out. If okay. not, should Nintendo get that investment while Sony figures out what to do before a PlayStation experience? So let's say if you're not getting into getting the Xbox and you don't play PC, should you get a Nintendo Switch or even a 2DS? And I say yes, invest in the Nintendo system. Why Sony figures at this point in time? Why Sony figures out what they're trying to do? Because of course, you know they have a problem with cross with crossplay and everything. And yeah, you got God of War and stuff, and you got some AAA games that Xbox don't have. But it seems that Switch is hitting a lot of people's uh, love for gaming on the go and offer them different experiences that neither Xbox nor PlayStation is offering them. You know, and definitely yeah. with the what's the functionality of Switch is that you see more people uh, carrying it around and you know playing with other friends and hooking it up to, on their dock and playing it on their TV. So you're seeing more stuff in that, and not so much with Sony. It's kind of weird after the PS4 was released, 
people was just like, well, what do I do now? Because I played the games that I wanted to play. And the highest game that was played on the system was free, Resogun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, that that's the thing is, is like, yeah, if you don't feel like, if you don't feel like the Xbox is still not enough for you to invest in, but you've got, you know, maybe friends who do have an Xbox and they want to play Fortnite or whatever, and you'd like to be able to play with them, but mm-hmm. you don't really feel like, like you can justify getting an Xbox because, you know, for whatever reason, then yeah, it's, you know, definitely worth getting a Switch then because, because of that crossplay, you know, you can have that option to be able to play with your friends who have an Xbox without actually having one so so yeah i mean it's you know like that's always a good option and and really i mean you know like people want to complain about and get get upset at people poking fun at you know at at them having cross play and sony not having it but in reality that's not going to change unless people say stuff about it and make a big deal about it and that's what you're having you're you just have people who are doing stuff to get a reaction yes and and that you know that stuff though it may seem negative it's it's for a positive reason they're they're trying to you know people want sony you know people who own sony the playstation to be able to play with people who have xbox or people who have uh switch you know like we just want you know people to be able to play the way they want to play and not have to you know jump through hoops to be able to play with their friends that may not have the same system they do Sony has a lot of stuff to figure out they they got to get this they got to get this epic kind of situation fixed they gotta fix allow people to change their name on uh, their gamer attack and stuff. People have been yeah. crying about that. Uh, you know, they got a great first party and they got some great uh, third party exclusives, but they need to get. They used to be, you know, really good at you know showing off indie games for their systems, and it's not there. You know, why have a flash sale? For a lot of their games, when they don't promote any of their indie, their indies, at least Nintendo promotes them, you know, and people are looking forward to to that stuff. But like Sony right now is kind of in a weird spot, where, and I was thinking about this, when Microsoft made they blunder to give Sony this push for PS4, it's it looks like it's coming to bite PlayStation in the butt now. Like, if they keep up their shenanigans, this is going to push people to buy a Nintendo Switch and an Xbox One. Because, yeah. you know, they offer cross-play. Uh, they, they're offering, I don't know if you can change your name and all of that stuff, but they're offering... No, you can't. Not yet. Okay. But they're offering, they're offering, it feels like they're offering more things on, on those two systems than Sony is. Um, yeah. I think if you were really able to change your name tag and just saying if they, if they was able to allow you to change your name tag or Xbox One, that's a huge jump over PlayStation 4. And everybody's going to be like, well, Sony, Microsoft is doing it. 
why can't you guys let us do it? You know, yeah. they're they're having games and good sales and stuff, but you guys are not pushing anything over here for indies. Like I've mentioned Iconoclast. I keep mentioning that game because it got missed from a lot of Sony fan base and I think once it touched to the Switch, it's going to pick up and hopefully it does pick it to Xbox later on down the line. So, you know, it, it looks like the mistakes that Sony are starting to make, all of that is is gonna bite them in the butt to make people want to invest in Xbox whether you're a fan or not you know yeah. uh, I I was just I was just thinking about that I was just like karma is karma loves to have fun when yeah. he can well well you know this is the thing like okay like Microsoft right now is making making moves to try to be more pro consumer and you know, like they they realize that games with you know with the service is like the the best way that they can they can give us what we want, mm-hmm. but also in return they can get what they want. Like right, they want people playing their games, and the best way to do that is give people that option of like Games Pass where where people can play the games and if they don't like it, well, they don't like it. But you know what? If people are playing it, the more people that play a game, the more people are going to talk about it. Right. And the more, you know, the more the, it's going to spread like they, like they're giving us something, but they're, they're getting something back in return. And Microsoft wasn't so great at, at, giving us exactly what we wanted with the 360 and they were kind of in the same situation that that you know sony's in right now and the thing with with sony is they were that company when with the ps3 that's kind of like where microsoft is trying to go to right now they were trying to be pro-consumer and they were, you know, they were trying to do do stuff to get people interested in the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. But their problem is, is once they had that interest, then they shut down again. And and like, I was mad that that Microsoft turned down crossplay when when Sony had originally, you know, said that they wanted to do it. Yes. And and that you know that sucked, and and it makes me upset. That that could have happened happened so much sooner, if Microsoft wa- or Xbox was what Xbox is now. Then, and so that's the thing is like that's what upsets me is Sony used to be better about things. Like you said, they used to promote things better. They used to be more pro consumer, and they changed that. And and you know like. Now, what's happening now is what's most important. Yes. So uh, they need to go back to that, you know, go back to being being about games and, you know, they'll still have people that are going to support them. But if they make those jumps to try to be more inclusive, that's only going to better them. So, like, I just, I guess I just don't understand where that disconnect is with them. Like, why why they're fighting so hard to to go against like everything that's trying to happen between 
you know, Xbox and, and Nintendo with trying to be, you know, like trying to be supportive well, of gaming in general. So no one has argued this yet or brought this up yet, talking about unifying systems. You know, yeah. how now if there's all cross-play and stuff now, is this going to lead into a one-system future? And I'm like, no, cross-play is just to allow people to play the same game on different devices um, yeah. which pres- which presents different skills. That's all it's doing. Um, yeah. And it, it's just, it's weird that people haven't, haven't realized that, yes, Microsoft didn't do it because, you know, Phil Spencer wasn't there when Xbox 360 was doing it. He wasn't head of Microsoft until Xbox One when they made that switch. And, uh, when he made that switch, you got someone who didn't really, who really wasn't a gamer who was heading up that division compared to Phil Spencer being a gamer and being someone also a business mind. Like now he's coming to the table, uh, ready to do, ready to do work. Just like when Nintendo didn't work with Sony on the PlayStation, Iwata wasn't there. Reggie wasn't there. That was Java Uchi. Like he was head of the CEO, CEO of Nintendo and he made that decision. So it, 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 a lot of people don't realize that when you have different heads of different heads of companies at a time doing business and stuff when you switch them and they now are coming up coming out to say hey we want to work with y'all it changes everything you know yeah i think if phil spencer was part of microsoft 360 and they brought up crossplay, and Sony came to them. I think they would have worked together. And I think yeah. when Nintendo finally got to the point where techno, technical uh, wise, that they were able to do the same thing. I think all three of them around this time would have had crossplay if they had games to do that. Yeah, Th- that would have happened. But because none of those players were in place, with all of that stuff happened. Of course, you're gonna be like, well, of course, 360 didn't work with with Sony because they had they was in a whole different direction under a whole different leadership, and just with yeah. Sony now, they was under a whole different leadership and direction when PS3 came out. Just saying, yeah. with Nintendo, when when Yamauchi stepped down and Iwata took over, um, that changed the perspective, and Iwata. He knew that his other, the other companies were competitors, but he had to take Nintendo in a whole different direction. And he spoke at, he spoke at GDC talking about every, all these companies and stuff and bringing out the positivity about games and stuff for all three companies. If Iwata was still alive today, I think he would still embrace, he probably would embrace crossplay on Wii U if third parties supported that system. And mm-hmm. I think all three of those systems, or that cross-play and stuff, could have carried over to, um, to to now. So whether you did invest in the Xbox One and the Nintendo Switch and the PlayStation Four, cross-play would have become a well-known feature. Heck, I think Iwata probably would have even joined like doing streaming on Switch. Like mm-hmm. I think there was there there would have been a lot of stuff, but um, yeah, because that didn't happen. 
we understand but i yeah i agree with you now's a good time to get an xbox one um if you feel like you don't need an xbox one look into a nintendo switch or look into windows 10 if you still do steam that's fine if you're interested in getting a ps4 do that too yeah yeah for sure because you know ps4 definitely you can't deny they have a lot of great games to play so just just, like just let them get their stuff together at this time (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing is I, you know, I just uh, people just gotta just remember that you know that's the one thing that I just you know feel like needs to get across to people more is that do not dwell in the past. Like this is a different Microsoft. Mm-hmm. It's you know they're changing things. It's a different Nintendo. They're changing things. They're trying to you know move towards you know the future of gaming and you know and i it may it's taken you know sony a little time but i i guarantee you it will happen eventually it's and it's inevitable but but it's just uh, it's just a shame that it's not happening sooner is all you know so you know for now uh people play playing on xbox and nintendo can play together and you know, and hopefully, uh, we'll be able to play some games with people who are playing on PS4 soon. So, yeah. So, everybody, that's going to be the show. We want to know what you guys think. Should you invest in the Xbox at this time, a Nintendo Switch, or PS4? What you guys think? You can email us show at arsenalxpodcast at gmail dot com. You can also follow follow us on Twitter at arsenalxpodcast. Check out our Facebook page at arsenalxpodcast. Um, check out our shows, Squaggles Royale with Cheese, and other things that we do on Nurse Gone Rogue. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at that Retrico, and you can check out my podcast, Optional Opinion, on uh. T- on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and TuneIn. Uh, Jesse, where can we find you at? You can find me on Twitter at sub underscore humanist. Yes. And everybody, please check out our movie commentary. We have covered the first three Ninja Turtle movies. So you can watch the first <laughs> Turtle, uh, Secret of the Ooze, and kind of talk, listen to our... Uh, Discuss discussion because <laughs> no we disgust. Actually, we we have well it was it it, it has its problems, but yeah. we kind of had a movie in pod like we was podcasting, but not about the movie that we was watching. <laughs> we was talking about things from time yeah. to time, but yeah. yeah. Um, and also, uh, everybody, congratulations to our good friend Matthew Keel. He has gotten engaged. Uh, he's one of the hosts of Nurse Gone Rogue, and uh, congratulations to them on a hundred episodes. Um, you know, Corey Moose and Matt, they all came together to make a great show. So celebrating their hundred episode. So congratulations to them. Um, uh, check out some of the trailers, some of their bloopers and yeah, that I'm so happy that they're at that number. We as Power Block and Nurse Gone Platinum and, uh, Arsenal X, we can't wait till we get further along to that. Well, um, Nintendo Public has this 100 episode, but hopefully Arsenal X will get there and, uh, <laughs> Nurse Gone Platinum will get there. Uh, and World War One also, everybody had is 100 episodes, so you guys can check that out also. But with that, everybody, we're going to throw it the X one last time.
Ching. And we are out. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>